0: Did you know that the pad you use for your period will take between 500 and 800 years to biodegrade? Hi, I'm Jo Flanagan and I'm the CEO of Women's Health Tasmania. Welcome to an episode of She's Out There, a podcast series on women's health. This podcast is good for any woman in Australia, but it's really helpful if you live in Tasmania. There are resources to go with today's podcast available on our website. I'm sitting in the work car, which we call the Amelia Earhart, because we can't afford a recording studio, but the car does just as well. I'm joined today by Monica Francia, and we're talking about sustainable menstrual products. Welcome Monica. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming and doing this. Can you tell us what you do when you're not locked in a small car with me?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, Hi, I'm Monica. I'm a naturopath and nutritionist, and my main area of interest is working with women's health.
0: Yeah. Um, So when did you start becoming aware that menstrual products were an environmental problem?
1: I grew awareness around sustainability issues in my early 20s and learnt, to my great surprise, how unsustainable tampons were, which is what I was using at the time. Um, Learning that they had plastic in them and I wasn't aware of that before. And I bought my first menstrual cup and I loved it. And I've been telling other people to buy them ever since.
0: I must admit they had no idea about the plastic in tampons. It's extraordinary.
1: Yeah, it's um, quite surprising how few people know about it. In Australia, tampons don't have to disclose their ingredients on packaging.
0: No, I saw one advocate on um, complaining they have to if it's dog food, but not if it's um, tampons. Yeah, Yeah. that's
1: right.
0: And I've been reading about how big the problem is, so... um, Over their life, women throw away between 90 and 140 kilograms of pads and tampons. And globally, tampons and sanitary napkins produce around 100 billion pieces of waste every year.
1: And even a lot of the plastics never biodegrade in the landfill systems that they end up in.
0: So there are all these amazing products coming onto the market to address this uh, issue. And um, would you like to tell us about some of them?
1: Yeah, I mean... um They seem new on the market, but a lot of them have actually been around for a long time. Black menstrual cups were developed around a similar time that tampons with applicators were developed, but didn't seem to have much of a marketing or advertising push. It was in the 1930s. And so they kind of lay dormant for a long time. And there's been a bit of a resurgence lately of using menstrual cups and other reusable
0: products. So can you describe a menstrual cup to us if we...
1: So a menstrual cup is made from either um, latex or natural silicone. It's a small little cup that is very malleable and soft and you fold it into your vagina and it um, acts as a cup collecting vessel to collect your menstrual blood while you're menstruating. And how yeah. long could you leave it in for? Like? Yeah, it depends on your menstrual flow but anywhere up to 12 hours is perfectly safe.
0: So are these the same as Moon Cups? I've heard of Moon Cups.
1: Yeah, so Moon Cups is a a brand of menstrual cups. So it kind of got um, taken on as a general name. And do you find that it takes people long to get used to them? There's often a bit of a teething period. So they say a couple of menstrual cycles. You might have a little bit of extra leakage while you're getting used to the positioning or um, getting used to putting them in correctly and taking them out correctly. But after that, then... They're really effective and really easy to use. And how do you clean them? They're very easy to clean. I think a lot of people get a little bit worried about overcleaning them. Um, so, all you have to do when you're cleaning or using your a menstrual cup throughout your menstrual bleed is um, to take it out, empty the blood out. It can be emptied into the garden or in, into the toilet, um, down the sink. Um, you just wash it with clean water and then reinsert it Um, so you don't have to give it a scrub or don't have to use soaps in between use and then you just boil it in water at the end of your menstrual cycle
0: so you don't use soap or any product like that in it
1: yeah so there's been some soaps on the market that have been advertised to be used with menstrual cups. It's not necessary to use a soap. They just need to be boiled because it's natural silicone mostly that they're made out of. Um, It's a very inert substance and it's not prone to um, growing bacteria or anything. So just boiling them in water is more than enough. Also, just be careful if you do want to use a soap that it's pH balanced because a lot of soaps can actually cause more irritation in the vagina. Um, if they're very alkaline, it disrupts the um, beneficial bacteria in the vagina, which we don't want to do.
0: Mm. And and do you ever hear people worrying about them because they're you, you leave them in for quite a few hours, don't you? So
1: Yeah, well, especially with um, there's a lot of fear around toxic shock syndrome, for example, with... Um, tampons being left in too long. So a lot of people think, well, these are getting left in for 12 hours. Is that a risk? Um, And there has been some research done on this. So a comparison between using menstrual pads and menstrual cups that were left in up to 12 hours. And there was no cases of toxic shock syndrome. So they're perfectly safe to be left in for 12 hours. There's also very low occurrence of other vaginal infections. So they're very safe in terms of infections and, yeah, vaginal health.
0: I've just realised that I forgot to ask you how much they cost.
1: Ah, uh, Yeah, the moon cups are between 40 and $50 in Australia. Okay. All right, well,
0: what else is out there?
1: So there's other options as well. Period-friendly underwear is a very popular choice at the moment. There's been a huge resurgence of period-friendly underwear that are made from various different fabrics. A lot of them are bamboo or cotton, They work by having an absorbent layer, basically like a menstrual pad being sewn into the underwear. A lot of women finding them really helpful and really effective, especially women who don't like to have anything inserted.
0: And how much do they cost on average?
1: Yeah, they're around, I think they start around $35 up to $50. So they're a bit of an investment. But yeah, those ones you can use. They have a life of around two years.
0: And how many would you need to manage a period on average.
1: Yeah, it really depends on your flow. So a lot of them can have, um, you can get higher absorbency ones, so yeah, you can get light flow, medium flow or heavy flow period underwear some people will be able to get through the whole day just wearing one pair so if you want to just wash pairs you could survive off just having two through your menstrual cycle some people will have to change throughout the day if they have a very heavy flow so you might need more pairs of that to ensure that you can wash and dry them in between each use
0: So are they popular with particular group like
1: yeah i think um young women are really liking the menstrual period underwear Um, the advertising from groups like Modibodi or Thinks tend to be targeted a bit more at younger women. And I think younger women find them to be a really practical option. So they're quite funky
0: looking, are they? Yeah,
1: Yeah, they're really cool designs and, um, yeah, they're quite kind of trendy. So yeah, a lot of younger people are taking them up well.
0: And are there other options as well?
1: Yeah. So there's also the option of reusable pads, which, I like the period underwear but are just like a normal menstrual pad but they're made from cotton and they can be washed and dried and reused quite a long period. They're often made from cotton or bamboo as well, all kinds of fabrics and they're really funky too. Lots of different patterns coming out and cool different designs so I think they're quite popular as well.
0: And so then you just wash them do you?
1: yeah, usually you give them a little bit of a rinse, then machine wash them, air dry them, and they're ready to go for next time. And, and again, the price? Yeah, they would probably vary between, I guess, just under $20 up to about $30 per pad. And it depends. Again, you can get more lighter um, absorbency ones and heavier absorbency ones. So often the heavier absorbency ones are more expensive. But yeah, they can be used kind of up to two plus years as well.
0: So some of these products, there's obviously an upfront cost, aren't there, so um, have you ever thought about how, how many cycles it would take for a woman to, to recoup her money, like, or, or what the comparison cost would be with normal products?
1: Yeah, so um, on average, a woman spends around $10 per cycle on her menstrual products. Obviously, that varies between how light or heavy your menstrual flow is and how many tampons or pads you need to use. But so if you're spending $10 per cycle on average, after about four or five cycles, you've recouped the cost of a menstrual cup. Um, And then it varies when you're using menstrual underwear or pads, how many you're needing to get through your cycle but usually within six months to a year you've covered all your costs. So
0: would it be true to us say that it's a cheaper option?
1: Yeah it's certainly a cheaper option in the long run. It can be a barrier for some women that the upfront cost is quite high but yeah it does work out cheaper in the long run especially with something like the menstrual cup that you can use safely up to 10 years so if you're thinking that you've covered your cost of pads and tampons in the first four months you're basically getting another nine years and six months for free.
0: (laughs) Well I remember when the debate was on about the um, GST on tampons they were saying that on average we spend about $16,000 between the ages of 13 and 50 on period, so mm. yeah yeah so. it's
1: certainly a cheaper option in the long run yeah
0: that's a whole world of products that didn't exist when i was young <laughs> or i wasn't aware that they existed and i think i have seen on the internet a few other things like organic tampons and
1: have you come across? so there's some really great um organic pad and tampon brands like toms and nature care um and they make their tampons from organic cotton which is a bonus because first of all the cotton is pesticide free so with non-organic pads and tampons there is often some pesticide residue and that can be an endocrine disruptor so mess with your hormones a little bit so the organic options are definitely a better option they also don't contain plastics um, so they can be compostable i guess the the issue with them is they're still a single-use product and they often come wrapped in plastic, um, but they're certainly a much better option than the non-organic tampons and pads.
0: So of all of these, which are the probably the best environmentally, do you think?
1: Yeah, I would say the menstrual cup's probably the best option because it's just made from a simple mould of natural silicone and one purchase gives you 10 years of use. It's probably the best option for cost and also for environmental impact.
0: Well, thanks so much, Monica. It's been a really interesting journey through the world of reusable menstrual <laughs> products, um, and I hope people have learned a lot and they can get these products off the internet or...?
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, there's a really great – well, there's a couple of great social enterprises popping up, especially around menstrual cups, but with reusable pads as well where they have a buy one, give one model where you can – buy one for yourself and one gets donated to someone um, who's unable to afford that Um, having a look online at some of those social enterprises and yeah if you're going to buy one for yourself it's great if one can be given to someone who can't afford to get one themselves yeah
0: share the dignity yeah Yeah, great well thanks so much Monica was there anything that we didn't talk about that you would have liked to have covered
1: I guess just mentioning that one of the barriers that people talk about in the 1930s when menstrual cups first came out is women not wanting to be too intimate with their private parts and with their uh, menstrual blood. And there seems to be a resurgence of a lot of body love and body acceptance and women getting more in touch with their menstrual cycles and their menstruation. So I would just say I really encourage people to... Get to know their bodies and get to know their menstrual blood, and not feel like it's unhygienic or dirty or um, gross in any way, because it it's not at all. It's a very natural part of being a woman, and
0: yeah. I think it would help if people could go somewhere and have a look at these products.
1: Yeah, definitely, um, and it can be great to chat to someone and get a little bit of advice. Um, I work at gould's natural medicine down here in hobart and we have some little testers and some menstrual cups and pads that you can have a look at and a feel of and see what's going to work best for you
0: and we've bought some some of these products and we've got them at the um, health center which is at 25 lafroy street in north hobart so come and visit and have a look they're in our library you can't borrow them but you can have a look at them (laughs) (laughs) thanks monica And thank you to all the good people who are turning their minds and efforts towards developing products to help us manage our periods sustainably. So it's goodbye from Women's Health Tasmania. We hope you've enjoyed another episode
1: of She's Out There.